Hi you're listening to Now podcast I'm your host Prakshal Jain In this episode we have Pratik Yadav with us Pratik is an international grandmaster of memory Memory sports is about mental performance and he is seven times national champions and holds numerous national records and world records People in India literally calls him god of memory sports We talked about his journey what is memory sports and what it takes to become one and a lot of other interesting stuff I hope you guys will enjoy this episode Thank you Pratik for being on the show man. Thank you Prakshal. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh all right. Uh so first of all tell us like most of the people are not aware about memory sports. So tell us what exactly is memory sports? Yeah, memory sports is still uh, new in India. I'm not in India in fact uh, all over the world, but slowly it is picking up uh, the pace. So memory sports is it is just like any other physical sport where uh, you know athletes they all prepare uh, for a competition but uh, the only difference here is that we train our mind uh, instead of uh, you know uh, physical body uh, so i think memory competition if you ask me i would say that uh, you know there are bunch of people who gather and uh, they are tested on several disciplines events like uh, memorization of numbers binary digits words dates uh, spoken numbers cards and so on so the person who memorizes the most in a you know particular period of time uh, wins the competition so here accuracy and uh, you know the volume you know, matters like how much you can memorize uh, let's say in 5 minutes or an hour or so so yeah i mean uh, it's a wonderful competition and uh, not only uh, we you know put a lot of stress on our mind but uh, after the memorization we feel uh, really relaxed and relieved and also happy about ourselves that uh, you know we can memorize such a huge amount of data in a very short period of time so and how, yeah and how did you get into sports like into this sport i mean this is very new like a lot especially in india i mean people are not actually aware that this kind of thing exists so what was your intro how do you like get introduced with the sports yeah in fact uh, i mean i did not know uh, about memory sports as you just said so now i think it's picking up pace but back then i think around 2012 i got to know about the sport so back then uh, there was hardly anything uh, even online so i mean uh, i just wanted to learn something that can help me in memorization so i mean i wanted to kind of develop a skill so i was in engineering uh, back then i think first year of my college and uh, uh, i was inspired by swami vivekananda because i come from a background which is very spiritual and religious so then i read about swami vivekananda once that he could memorize all the encyclopedias and books along with the page numbers after reading only once so that got me into you know thinking and i got really fascinated that uh, like how is this even possible and then out of uh, curiosity i just you know started researching heavily online on google and uh, then i came to know about these memory techniques and uh, when i uh, started to learn about these memory techniques i realized that uh, you know few of the memory techniques like the association technique where you associate things to remember i was using all these techniques uh, like in the school but back then i was not aware of these techniques so obviously i mean i just wanted to learn these techniques obviously to improve my brain functioning and also to impress my friends and my family members so this is how i started but uh, one day 
uh, I accidentally came across these memory championship. I mean, there was a statistics page where a few of the stats of few memory athletes who were already competing was there. And then I got really intrigued and then I started, uh, you know, seeing what was there. Then I realized that there are certain competitions at national and uh, international levels where uh, one can participate and uh, you know one can show the strength of their brain and i'm always been you know i've always been very competitive right from the beginning and uh, i think i thought that maybe i should uh, go and compete so initially it was uh, a little difficult to find out uh, like how to get into it but somehow i again i you know on facebook i made some friends who told me like this is how you take part and uh, I mean, also I researched on Google. So this is how I got into memory sports. And so I would say that, uh, you know, out of my curiosity, I researched online and uh, everything is available online luckily these days. So I think this is how I got into it. So you are doing this right now full time, right? Yeah. So when, when you were going into this first competition, have you ever imagined that this, this thing will become your career, the way that people will know you, you know, mm-hmm. like, have you ever imagined that this thing will take you so far? Not at all. I mean, as a career, I never really thought about it. But yes, uh, as a memory athlete, right from the first day, there was a, you know, a certain you can say kind of, uh, there was a different kind of confidence, you know, I had in me. Mm. Um, even i mean before even starting uh, i i mean i thought to myself that yes i can win this competition so that strange kind of confidence really helped me so yes as a memory athlete i was uh, very focused and i knew that uh, i would make uh, i would make it big in this field but obviously as a career uh, i never really thought of doing it so obviously when i started out my goal was to win the national championship and uh, then i won the first national championship in mumbai in 2013 and then the journey started so i regularly won all the championships so i was also in the college i was pursuing electrical engineering but uh, i think uh, then in 2015 yes i got the opportunity to go to singapore uh, for the singapore open memory championship after that uh, again i got to take you know i got the the opportunity to take part in various world championships so yeah gradually i realized that this is something that i really love to do and even in my spare time i can train endlessly and uh, this is something that uh, makes me really happy and also i realize that i'm a good teacher in a sense that i can explain things in an easier way and uh, yeah so slowly i mean started uh, you know getting into my mind that yes i should probably turn it into my career Mm-hmm. I mean, and about like you mentioned, national championships and winning all yeah. and all the championship you've been through. So, like, what are your current records? Your like rankings, all the like the things. Yeah, numbers. Yeah, so numbers are actually really uh, you can say they're not stable. They keep on changing, and especially these yeah. days because now we have two organizations. Uh, who are conducting these championships so there is one the uh, world memory sports council which is an older council uh, which actually started this sport back in 1991 and now then there is the second one the international association of memory iam so i think in 2000 i think from 2016 yes they started conducting these memory championships so uh, if i combine uh, all the records i mean from both the uh, organization so currently i hold around 17 national records in memory and uh, three world records uh, in memory 
and as oh, per man. the iim world rankings i was world number 1 last year i think until november i guess uh, now i am currently placed number 2 there and i think in wmsc i am probably at number 8 or so so yeah they keep on changing and um, uh, i never really focus uh, too much on numbers yes obviously i mean when you are at home and you are bored when you check your statistics it gives you a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and which is also important but uh, i always look to you know outperform myself and uh, yes obviously the first time i broke uh, the world record and the national record uh, they were very special so and, yeah and which one is your favorite like memory of winning something or breaking you know winning a competition yeah. sometimes it gets too tough maybe the training the circumstances so which one is your like favorite if you have to pick one yeah it's 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 easy for me to pick ones uh, to pick one uh, it is definitely the first uh, memory championship the national championship in 2030 because uh, before you know that championship i never really went out of my home state i mean yes i i i went to my village uh, but which is like uh, very close to my state but i never really traveled you know so far from my state so obviously i was a college student uh, was very young so and going there and winning the championship because when i went there uh, nobody expected me to win of course because they did not know me you know but uh, i had this feeling that uh, i'm going to show everyone now today today is going to be my day and uh, they all are going to be surprised and i remember that moment i went there with my dad and uh, in fact uh, i was also getting very nervous uh, because obviously i had prepared well but uh, you know when you see other athletes who have already been into this sport so you know they are used to that pressure but i was competing mm-hmm. for the first time but as i as i told you before there was a you know weird kind of confidence inside me there was you know that wanted to come out and you know wanted to show everyone so the first event was random words and uh, this is indeed my favorite event and uh, i currently hold the world record in both the uh, random words discipline like 15 minute and 5 minute so in random words uh, the previous national record was in the mid 40s i guess and um, it is usually difficult uh, i mean considered as a very difficult discipline because the marking is uh, like very brutal so in a column mm-hmm. of 20 words if you get one wrong and uh, the rest of the 19 are correct you get only 10 points and if you get two wrong or two blanks you get a zero doesn't matter if all the 18 are correct so same goes with the spelling and plural singular so you have to be extremely you know careful accurate yeah accurate and careful and uh, even a spelling mistake and everything a little thing they can cost you a lot but luckily i mean i just have the you know i have a natural flair towards this discipline because it is natural you don't require a you know a ready made system for it it just tests your natural memory also so you know when i went there so i knew that i can you know smash this national record <laughs> so you know when the first event started uh for the first 5 to 10 seconds my heart was pounding like anything <laughs> and uh, you know during that uh, stage i i just told myself i mean i was asking myself like mm-hmm. dude what is this happening to you you cannot uh, uh, become so nervous right now and uh, you were doing so well at home what are you thinking right now and you know in just a fraction of those 5 to 10 seconds i had so many thoughts in my mind and then i told myself oh okay you know competing in a national uh, you know at a national level is a different ball game altogether 
but then i told myself no dude it's uh, you can say now or never i mean you're a tough mm. guy you have to do it and then after those 10 seconds i literally forgot everything i mean i i was just focused on my goal and i went like crazy fast okay and uh, when the results came out it was in 88 and it was a i mean i doubled the national record and as per the world standards also it was one of the highest scores back then so you know when they were announcing the scores all the known people were like they have already announced their names they all were wondering like who's at the top position all the known faces have already like uh, gone hmm. so then they announced my name and uh, when they announced the score it was an 88 and uh, you know everybody was like uh, shocked and uh, the kind of uh, you can say noise they all created it can you know it still echoes in my mind when i focus on it and yes mm-hmm. and before that also there was this there was one guy he is also a very dear friend of mine uh, his name is altaf sheik so he was also and he was also the arbiter there so he came up to me and he asked my name and everything and at that moment i realized that i must have done something well that's why he's asking so i asked him like have i have i you know created any national records so he told me like you'll get it to know very soon <laughs> so uh, that was a moment and then obviously they announced that i won the championship with the highest ever score back then so it was very special and um, you know i saw my dad he was very happy and uh, my family they i mean they were very happy because obviously you know when you're going at a national level for the first time uh, mm-hmm. it's difficult for anyone to imagine that one can do well exactly. and uh, there was i i also got uh, for i mean for the first time uh, i got the coverage also the, this free press journal newspaper in mumbai so uh, they created an article on me and had my picture there so obviously i was in college i shared it more i shared it on my facebook and felt like an overnight celebrity everybody just you know <laughs> wanted to talk to me in fact i'm talking about my friends and people who knew me so they were all surprised and like uh, because obviously nobody expects you right because exactly. i exactly and they're like in shock like what is happening dude like what exactly. is this sport and and you're recording <laughs> you're like literally breaking the records like what is happening correct and the best part was i kept it uh, you know i kept it a secret i did not mm. uh, tell it to anyone because i am that kind of a person if if i'm doing something i like to keep it to myself i mean i am of that opinion that you know you do things and uh, your result will speak out automatically you don't have to kind of blabber about yourself so i was just doing it i was enjoying the entire process and uh, when the coverage was there i posted on my facebook and yes it, it was a great moment after that also a lot of things happened but obviously for the first time i got that kind of attention and more than that i saw the you know i the fruits of working hard you know i saw it in 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 front of me and for a moment i i was asking myself oh is this even real and mm-hmm. uh, yeah so i think that memory is very special and uh, yeah and like you mentioned your parents and your family that they were very happy that you are like won this championship but how did they perceive like memory sports as a career i mean it's very different when you're doing this just for fun when you're in college i mean it's good but how did they perceive what was their reaction when you told them like you want to go all in into this oh in fact uh, they i mean let's say let's start uh, when i got into it okay yes, so yes sure 
I mean, obviously, I did not tell anybody initially that uh, there is this thing and I'm interested. I mean, I told my parents that such kind of championship happens and uh, I'm practicing. So, you know, I started practicing and then, you know, in between, I used to show them like the cards memorization. So I used to get a pack of cards and I used to show them, okay, this is how I can memorize a pack of cards or, you know, this is how how I can memorize numbers. So my parents have always been supportive, like right from the beginning. And uh, my mom and dad, they both have supported me. Even when I was in school, they never really pressurized me to like study very hard, even though I was a good student. So they always believed in having a balanced approach and do what I want to do. So, Mm. uh, so now then I asked my dad like next year that I want to take part in this championship and I want you to come with me. And uh, without even a second, he was like, okay, let's go. And, uh, and also I would like to share one incident that, uh, you know, next year, I mean, I'm talking about 2014 when I was going for the second time. So, uh, obviously there was a pressure on me because, you know, when you're going for the first time when nobody knows you, you don't Mm -hmm. have that, you know, pressure, but when you've already won with a huge score, you know, expectations kind of arise. So my dad was packing things and he had this huge briefcase. So he told me like, uh, I'm carrying this briefcase and uh, I think it's it's big enough to, uh, you know, hold your trophy. When you'll win the trophy, <laughs> you'll pack in it. And, uh, you know, the this thought, I mean, for a second, I was like, I was frozen. I was like, my dad already, you know, visualize, visualizes he's me as a champion. prepared to bring yes. the trophy. Yeah. He's, he's already prepared that I am going to win this championship. And even though I was confident of my abilities, but you know, Mm -hmm. when you get to know that parents are almost like they're confident of your success, it somehow Mm -hmm. makes you nervous. So then I, I mean, I immediately asked my dad that what if something wrong happens? So he was Mm -hmm. like, no issues, then we'll carry, uh, you know, a bunch of sweet packets in it and laddos and all. So it's okay. Mm -hmm. So that thing like relieved me, you you know, like anything. I was like, my dad is so cool right now. He's he's like, okay, even if you don't win, we will carry a bunch of sweet packets and laddus and we'll win it. That's okay. Mm -hmm. So that gave me like a lot of confidence that they have expectations, but they're not pressurizing me like, okay, you have to do it. So they're not holding that stick behind me. Okay. So... And even when it comes to, you know, going abroad. So obviously when I was in the college, uh, my dad was sending me, he was bearing all the exp- uh, expenses of my traveling and everything. So they have always been very supportive. And when I came out of the college, uh, I mean, I told him and in fact, I didn't even tell him about it, but he saw that, okay, I am doing fine with this. You know, I'm traveling and I'm also getting... I mean, I'm uh, I'm getting good work with it and I'm passionate mm-hmm. about it. So he realized that this is something that he likes to do. So he was quite fine with it. And same is with my mom. And obviously, parents do have certain expectations. They they want you to be a better person every day. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you see your parents, they can never be satisfied satisfied with you. They always want you to be, you know, on, uh, on the next level. So, exactly. But... Um, uh but i but i personally feel that they are very supportive and whatever decision i take and uh, they are like you do whatever you want to do but just make sure that uh, you live your life comfortably and you and you enjoy the life right uh i mean in terms of everything like 
you you are earning like properly you are uh, traveling and whatever you know enjoyment you want at this point of time you are having everything and if you are yeah. having everything and you are loving your work then then it's fine exactly and what is like uh, exact what your routine looks like on normal days like is it just practice and championship or is there something else that you teach other people or there are other things related to memory sport so how exactly like your schedule looks like on a normal day uh, i mean it's it's not that uh, fixed i mean it's quite flexible so at times if uh, i mean like during summers or if not like not uh, summers i would give you um like most of the days i spend on my training and there are certain days when i go out like to teach it could be like colleges like i take induction programs for students mba students right and at times i conduct classes for uh, school students so there could be seminars for certain organizations so i mean it's it's quite flexible you have to chart out a plan for like a month or two months and then you have to figure out and then other times uh, when you're not able to go out then you have to find people online uh, i teach online as well i take person sessions so it's a combination of all these things and i see what what suits me the best and mm-hmm. this is how i prioritize so i do all sorts of things uh, ranging from in house to open seminars to online sessions and uh, and i also you know whenever i get free whenever i get time i indulge in practice so this is how a normal day looks like and plus uh, other than this i'm not somebody uh, who likes to go partying or you know <laughs> I, i mean i'm not that kind of a guy so i usually make sure that uh, if i'm free then i should probably utilize my time in a productive way so i get pleasure in that thing and uh, yeah so this is how it it all happens and like so talking about memory sports so what are the like few elements like is it involves imagination a lot of imagination stories like how exactly this process work like for a layman if somebody don't want to get it too technical about this and they don't like want to like you know compete but what what are the few elements that are involved in memory athlete memory sports and how a normal person can improve their memory i mean memory is such an important part for everybody's life like you have to you know remember your shopping list number of your friends family and everybody so what are like some of the things that they can do to you know, memorize things yeah uh, wonderful question uh, see uh, all the memory athletes first of all i would like to clear this thing because a lot of people think that uh, all the memory athletes they are born savants they are i mean they have a natural <laughs> i mean they have a natural memory uh mm-hmm. i mean if i talk about myself and also you know all my friends who are into this sport uh nobody has you know this ability when they were born so they acquired the skill and uh, obviously i mean when i was in the school i naturally had a good memory because i memorized all the capitals of the world i think when i was in school mm-hmm. probably in 9th or 10th standard so but i was using a memory technique for it so anybody can improve it the basic idea behind improving memory is that uh, you have to first uh, learn to interpret the data uh, you know if you are reading a book or if you are reading something that uh, involves a lot of you know that has a lot of data in it so what happens is our mind finds it boring and uh, it does not uh, you know it doesn't try to remember everything but on the other hand if it is interesting or creative let's say if you are watching a youtube video a long youtube video on something i mean uh, it could be a technical topic 
you you would realize that you would remember most of the details comparatively to when you read it from a book so i think the entire idea is how you are interpreting the information so what we do is we basically convert uh, all the data into something imaginary okay and we imagine it and other than this we also use the association technique and the association technique works uh, wonderful in it so let me just give you few examples of it uh, uh let's say uh, i think uh, 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 let me just uh, recall few examples yeah sure sure so let's say if you are learning the capitals of the world right so there is this uh, country philippines so philippines capital is manila so now the general way of memorizing is to just read it once and then probably revise it next day or you know the revision process it keeps on going on so that is also a fine method that we have been taught that you have to keep on repeating things revising things but what we do is we do it differently especially i do it differently my aim is to basically uh, interlink both the things in such a manner that if i read it once then i don't have to revise it next or you know next time mm-hmm. so now what what i'm going to do is uh, i would focus on philippines and uh, i would think of a word that comes into my head when i think of philippines the first word that strikes uh, you know in, in strikes in so i think philippines it can be broken down into two uh, uh, words so it's phil and uh, pins right so pins is mm. that we use right the sharp objects yes. right and phil means bharna you're filling something mm-hmm. and yeah. now so you have phil and pins and now it's manila so now manila can be broken down again into two words that is money that is paisa and la la means that we, we say in general parlance yeah give it to me yeah. so now i have to interlink all these things so now i could imagine that uh, you know there's this there's this one guy who has filled all the pins in in uh, i mean in an object or whatever and now he is intimidating someone with all those pins and is saying money la you got my point mm. yeah so yes now, yes uh, you know it might sound a little weird and exaggerated but our brain works absolutely perfectly when it finds such weird things you don't read to you don't need to remember the entire association when in an examination hall when you have this question in front of you or even when your friends are friend ask like what is the capital of philippines when you hear that pin word right when you recall that money and luck comes automatically right so this is the beauty of our brain then you don't have to dig the entire uh, equation whatever you have created your brain is you know mm. going to do do it automatically for you so this is how we do it and, uh, and yeah i mean I, i i don't think so that i'll forget the capital of philippine like ever yes. absolutely <laughs> i mean this story is going to stay with me like i mean i think what you are like uh, what i imagine like what i'm trying to yeah get is like you try to create st- weird stories Correct. and weird images and associations that really stays with you for a long time right right absolutely and uh, also there are certain uh, there are other things as well uh, like from this i can also tell you one thing that our brain is also uh, very good when you you know consciously tell your brain that okay i'm reading this stuff and this is very important even if it's not important but if you just told your brain you have made it uh, you know you have to make make that make your brain believe that oh this aspect is, is important you have to keep this information in your mind and you will be surprised to see that your brain will eventually remember it for a long time 
because what happens is there is a sense of threat when you tell your brain oh this information is too precious if you lose this information then it's going to be a big deal so your brain is you know forced to memorize it and when it sense when it has a sense of threat or sense of urgency rather so it memorize that thing you know very well and um, this is how it works and uh, the same process works for names and faces which we have an event in the memory computations so in the memory computations also uh, we have names and faces uh, i also like uh, names and faces and luckily i got a gold in buhan in uh, world championship where i memorized uh, around 158 names in 15 minutes so oh god so what happens is you get all the random uh, faces with the random names names are extremely difficult so they basically combine all the names of various nationalities so there could be an indian name and then russian surname and there are like all sorts of weird names with messed up spellings so again you have to be absolutely perfect with spellings and everything so how we do it so again the association process works here so when you look at somebody why do you forget the name in the first place that's a question so what happens is uh, I, a lot of people have told me like when they see somebody after a very long period of time they're like oh i remember you i have seen you somewhere uh, i know you i have met you once but sorry i cannot recall your name right exactly and it's so embarrassing sometimes exactly. like somebody you met somebody important and they're like dude i can't remember <laughs> your name i mean it, it it's very clear on your face like it has happened with me sometimes i'm i just like you know sometimes i was in a meeting like yeah. you you meet somebody and you're like oh we met somewhere but i was like and they're like hi prakshal i'm like yeah. i know that we have met like but i don't remember your name i mean it's sometimes it's so bad and it's so clear on your face Correct. that you don't remember the person's name right. so tell me like how can i remember people's name yeah <laughs> so again it happens to all the everyone so before telling you the actual technique i can also give you an excuse that can probably help you from uh, you know getting embarrassed because there there are times when i also like uh, uh, forget names because obviously you know when you don't pay attention so mm. you know name can obviously can slip off from your brain so but the main thing here is that uh, everyone expects me to remember everyone's name but exactly right and they're like you are the memory champion and you are not supposed to forget the names but i you know at times you're not all the time you're not paying attention so what happens is there is an excuse that you can make and i make at times just to prevent myself from that embarrassment so i, I ask them casually <laughs> that uh, hey are you on facebook they're like yeah uh, with what name you're on facebook because people tend to change their names so i ask them mm-hmm. casually hey what's your facebook id so this is how i get their name <laughs> <laughs> this is what you can do also like you have to pretend that oh i i remember your name but i just need your facebook or instagram so- id because <laughs> I mean <laughs> so this is like a new hack so what I was like I was also reading something so so like somebody like somebody wrote an article about this so they are like so this is like new new hack for me so yeah. they are like once you forget somebody's name try to ask like what what is the name again and yeah. then when they say the name so no no I'm asking about the last name yeah, <laughs> so th- th- this hack i think i developed on my own i mean i was just uh, yeah i mean yeah this one is nice what is social media exactly. handle exactly because you know when you ask your what's your last name and what's your people tend to get that idea oh this guy is yes, what I my mean, name right yes i mean clear on my face yeah. i told you right <laughs> you have to be very casual oh yeah how are you like dude what's like uh, okay i i remember you but uh, what's your social media handle because or tiktok handle maybe because people tend to change their name so are you on that like that name so mm-hmm. this can be a hack but uh, jokes apart uh, 
let's get into the serious stuff now so <laughs> yeah, now sure. how do you why do you forget somebody's name in the first place so the reason is when we are meeting somebody for the first time we are really engrossed in their personality in their facial features you know we keep on judging the other person subconsciously like we are thinking to ourselves oh this guy seems to seems to be nice or this guy is like full of this and that right so in between uh, that process the name is already you know leaked out of your head right so what we need to do is when we are meeting for the first time we need to remind ourselves that hey you have to first focus on the name do not focus on other things like how's the meeting going to be or how's this person right so this is the first step now the next step is you kind of you you focus on that person's facial features and that's very important and uh, pick one facial feature that stands out right it could be big ears big nose bald head or maybe bushy eyebrows right or a weird mustache it could be anything and after picking that uh, that facial feature uh, now you have to think uh, about the name so whatever that name could be and now you have to create an image out of that name just like we created the image out of philippines and manila and you put that image on that facial feature right and uh, now you have created a link so let me just give you an example uh, so your name sure. is prakshal okay so prakshal prakshal uh, oh, sorry yeah. so prakshal now we we, we haven't uh, seen each other in person but i have yes. seen your profile picture on facebook and whatsapp so now i know that uh, you wear spectacles or you have a little beard also right so yes. uh, correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, maybe, I'm, sure, sure. I'm right, right? right. You, you wear spectacles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can edit that portion in between if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just giving an example here because yeah, yeah, because sure. I, yes. I might find I might find some other distinctive features when I meet you in person because there's a mm. whole difference, right? When you see somebody in yes. profile picture, exactly. Meet them. Yes. So anyway, so I might uh, associate uh, your name Prakshal. So from Prakshal, yes. I would. Uh, probably imagine mashal right or you you understand mashal right the one you yes, carry yes, where yes, in, in yes. a dark place to light up to light, up. To light yeah. yeah so yeah. i would imagine mashal or maybe because your name also starts with pra my name also starts with pra so i would uh, you know somehow make that kind of uh, uh, you can say association yeah. or there is also one thing because earlier i was thinking prakshal not prakshal right Hmm. so from uh, there is also like raksha also come here in between because r a k s h a so from raksha I, i would feel that this guy is protective in nature because he is wearing spectacles this guy is sincere and is protective about his friends about his family members hmm. he seems to be a nice and genuine guy okay so hmm. that thing okay he is he rakshatmak hai ye guy prakshal is rakshatmak okay hmm. so that sense uh that becomes the clue for me so when i see you i would feel your genuineness from your spectacles or from your demeanor right and then i would see oh this guy is prakshal so as i said the the brain is going to automatically throw that uh, clue in your head and the name will be there in your head so what happens is initially you will have to create concrete images right but after a while when you are in that habit of doing it then you don't need to create concrete images you just get a sense of the other's personality and you just attach it to his overall demeanor personality facial feature and this is very effective uh, initially it might sound like a lot of work okay, that oh i have to like first create an mm-hmm. image and then associate it but 
trust me, this initially in the first few attempts, this would look like a lot of work because obviously you're new to it. But once you get into that habit, you would see that wow, it's so effective. That and association masculine. will be that association will be much faster. Your brain will like Absolutely. everything new is seems to be difficult. Even if you're learning an instrument or you're learning right. a new skill, everything yeah, I mean, brain tends to like adapt eventually. Correct. So this is one thing that you can do. I mean, when you are meeting strangers, because obviously now you are recording podcasts and meeting a lot of new people. So. Mm-hmm. whenever you meet somebody you can try it out and uh, uh, even if you're not uh, willing to apply this technique i would say is that if you concentrate on the name just once mm. or if you just repeat yes. that name once okay so mm. if you say okay your name is prakshal and for that moment i'm not thinking about anything else i just uh, tell this name to myself okay he's prakshal and that can also make a lot of difference and for like a lot of time that exactly. name is going to be there so again it all boils down to how much focused and concentrated Focus you are yeah. and interested you are in so you might have seen that mm. uh, at times there are certain people or certain names that you always tend to remember that stays yeah that stays permanent with you and with no particular reason Correct. maybe even if you even if you don't uh, see them regularly frequently but that name stays in your head the only reason is that probably you are interested in that person because of any reason okay and mm. that person might be special to you in some way or the other and you might treat that person as important special uh, in whatever sense so that's why that name stays in your head and most of the time we meet so many random people and we don't really care about that that you know the names so that's why we often tend to forget so again interest is also a key here if you are interested if you are genuinely interested in other person okay i'm genuinely interested in prakshal because he's he's doing a great work when it comes to you know doing podcasts or whatever work he's doing so i know who's prakshal so prakshal will stay with mm. me but if i if i'm not interested i'm like okay theek hai so then there whatever. is yeah, yeah whatever then mm. there is a possibility that uh, you know the name might leak the name will slip yes yeah. so this is the uh, only technique that we use uh, and i use personally and in fact all the memory athletes do and uh, it's quite magical <clears throat> and i'm sure man oh, and there is something mm-hmm. like i want to talk about memory like you use almost everything like imagination and yeah. stories and that's like the very basic nature of a human being i mean when like every a child uses all these things right. you know and eventually in the education system hmm. they like literally they have a method to destroy all this imagination yes. storytelling and everything right so what is this is like the most important question i want to uh, discuss with you hmm. so how do you think like memory can play a role in education system yeah. and how 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 we as a society can bring that into this i mean 